the devil inside me. Newport. On my way back from Newport Beach, California, I had just downed my sixth free drink in first class heading back home to Oklahoma City. I was already getting anxious thinking about discovering new sex partners for my girlfriend and I, but first I will need to pick up the normal two eight balls for my dealer. Now that I think of it, I better get Popper's Lube and Sex Bill too before we started our hunt for playthings or human sex toys as I called them as soon as I landed. Cocaine, sex, and searching for additional sex partners had become our ritual three to four times a week when I was in town. But when I was just coming back from long business trips away, those nights were always the most special. I loved my girlfriend, at least the way I understood love, which was, if you let me do what I want, I will be nice to you. My girlfriend was the first woman I had ever been honest with about my sexual desires. Not just of sleeping with other men, but also my passion for bringing guys in to have sex with me and the woman I loved. Then there was my cuck fetish, which involved watching her be pleased by many men at a time. Cocaine fueled all of these desires and made me want more. More of everything, really. More coke, because I could never get enough. And don't get me started about meth. The only thing that would make me stop was a nosebleed or not being able to breathe through my nose, or both. Cocaine and meth also made my thirst for sex unquenchable. It did not matter if we just had two or three guys over. When they left, the hunt for more began immediately. I traveled a lot with my skincare business always going to cool cities for weeks at a time like New York City, L.A., Dallas, Miami, and Las Vegas. I always missed her on those trips because while I had fun working, frequenting bathhouses or going to sex parties I found off of sex apps and websites, I had always imagined her there with me, and I wanted her to experience the unsatisfiable but pleasure-filled debauchery I'd gotten myself into. While I was fulfilling my desires with men, my craving for her began to, a part of it fueled my desire for others and to ravage her even more than they were me. It was a thirst like a vampire must have when they taste the first drop of blood. Coming home to her brought the excitement that most people experienced waiting on the next Mike Tyson heavyweight title fight, except the only pain that would be delivered is the soreness experienced the next day or whenever the party ended. I started to get horrific anxiety anticipation of seeing her and daydreaming of what she would wear for them, and then I was struck with the numbing thought of blowing through $500,000 in just a few months. The rage in my loins started to dwindle as I began to worry about how I could keep up this lifestyle of sex, drugs, and reckless spending. Six months before, I was sitting on over a half a million dollars in my bank account from an inheritance that I believed was rightfully mine, and now watching nearly a million dollars of investment money disappear like a hot rail of meth. While I never spent money on meth because I got it while hooking up off sex apps, the combination of cocaine, sex clubs, and spending recklessly and bad business decisions had me on the brink of losing everything again. I lost everything before blowing money and cocaine, which ended my first marriage, and in the process of my return from three months in rehab, I fell in love with chemsex, which is meth and sex while seeing one of my massage girlfriends 
the week I got back. This took my sex obsession over the edge because my friend allowed me to be me for only $200 a session. I became preoccupied with this new obsession and forgot all about being a father to my two newborn twins. The one thing right I did was give them up for adoption after not being able to pay for the insane amount of child support and spousal support I was ordered to pay. Here I am again, now cognitive watching the money disappear. What will I do? I knew I needed to do something bold, but I am too drunk and now too horny to care about that now. I started looking through my phone at the videos and pictures I took from the night before at an orgy with a group of guys, a girl and a transsexual that arranged the meeting to get myself more hype for the evening. I was glad that when we would be doing blow tonight, because the meth from the last few days caused me to eat up the inside of my mouth and snorting cocaine would be easier for me to handle, that is, if my heart didn't explode. Sex isn't as good on blow, but I could not get my girlfriend to do meth. That is, unless if I slipped it to her without her knowing. As I scrolled through my phone looking over the festivities one more time before I deleted the evidence to hide any trail of my cheating, I stumbled upon a picture of my father. I hated him. Oh, I hated him. I hated him and I was disgusted at all he had done to me. I began to feel his hands around my throat as I heard the words, YOU ARE NOT MY SON, over and over again as my mind went back to the night my freshman year in college when I quit caring about him and I allowed myself to finally, truly hate him for all that he was. My best friend and I were at a house party that night, and as he was dropping me off, I saw the cops surrounding my home. When I walked in the front door, I saw the couch turned over the grandfather clock that had been in my family for a lifetime destroyed, and there was broken glass everywhere. When the cops left, my father immediately started screaming at me with a blind rage. He blamed me for the damage that was done and said one of my whore's boyfriends had wrecked his home and he told me to leave. Why, Dad? Why? 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 I did not do this to you. I didn't do this to you. I love you, Dad. Please stop. Please stop. Please. I don't even have a whore right now, Dad. Stop it. Please stop it. Stop. Please. All I'm ever trying to do is make you... I'm just trying to make you proud. I'm trying to make you proud. You are not my son. Get the fuck in my home. He said. I hated him. Oh, I hated him. And now I hated his wife for taking part of my inheritance. F them all. That thought brought me back to my panic as I had to figure out how to stop hemorrhaging money and even more. I knew I needed to get the heck out of Oklahoma. Where should I go, I wondered. West. <laughs> West came to mind, but I laughed it off because how cliche is that? Go West, young man. In all seriousness, it is a bit ridiculous to run a skincare business in Oklahoma. And if I move to a different city, a bigger city, maybe I can finally be free to be me. Maybe I will not have to hide my sexuality anymore. Or at least, I can find out who I really am. Is it the drugs that fuel my desires? Or is this really me? Every once in a while, after a bad experience hooking up with strange men, I would question what I was doing and start to convince myself to stop. 
I would try to feed my mind with one of those devotionals my mom would send, but I just did not feel it. It would not take much, a couple of drinks, or seeing a picture that would awaken it enough to start taunting me with its seduction of the promise of pleasure and euphoria that was the one thing that brought me any peace. When I ignored it, <laughs> oh, if I dared to ignore it, it would taunt me more, and I could never function properly. When I neglected giving it attention, it was, I was depressed. I felt awkward in public, and I had no joy. Happiness only came after I gave it what it wanted. I owed it to him. After all, it was he who kept me safe after what happened to me as a child. He did take my pain away. So, so who am I to deny it now? Giving it what it wanted always seemed to make everything else go okay. But those moments I tried to stop feeding it <laughs> made my life hell because all I could think about was what I heard each and every time I went to church. I was not religious, but I did grow up going to church, and now as an adult, I only attended to make my mother happy. I love her, and I never liked hurting her. Of course, as soon as I left church, I was at a bar, and shortly after a drink or two, I was doing blow or meth to kickstart the debaucherous evening. I grew up in a Baptist church growing up, and all I heard was, Gay people go to hell! Sex is for a married man and a woman! Fornicators! Well, I liked having sex with anything that walks, so where does that factor in? No sex outside of marriage or you go to hell, I heard over and over from the preacher man, but he got caught stealing money from the church to buy his whore jewelry, so what does he know? God didn't stop me from getting molested by those men and my babysitter, so either God is not real or he doesn't give a crap about me. The plane landed and I desperately needed blow. I was drunk from eight airplane bottles of vodka and a little embarrassed about the warning I got from the flight attendant that I drank too much on the plane. I was told that I cannot drink like that anymore, and, if I, <laughs> and they wanted to ensure that I was not driving myself. <laughs> I'd been flying so much at this point that I'd become friends with the flight crew. Then again, maybe they pitied me and felt like I needed to be mothered, and they weren't really my friends after all. Either way, I needed cocaine and sent the text to place my order.